Welcome to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast, where our purpose is to grow your life and change the world. In this episode, Lewis Carr hosts a conversation with musician and author Charles Jenkins. Lewis Carr is the founder of Waymaker, the Lewis Carr Foundation, the Blueprint Men Summit, the president of Media Sales for BET Networks, and the author of Dirty Little Secrets. Today, we're sitting down with Charles Jenkins to discuss his time in ministry, his current music ventures, and his new book, Seasons, How to Grow and Succeed During Times of Transition. Let's get started. Good evening, and welcome to the Waymaker Podcast. I'm Lewis Carr, and today I have the pleasure of talking to the Honorable Charles Jenkins. How you doing, brother? What's up, great man? I was going to throw on Pastor Emeritus of the Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church. I was going to put all your titles on there, Dr. <laughs> Reverend, everything, but I decided I'd just leave that for the people who already know you by all those other titles. <laughs> I was going to say, you can always have fellowship. I'm good on all the other stuff. <laughs> I, I was going to even throw in Chuck. Yeah, that, for that's the people who only know you by Chuck. You know, you 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 meet Chuck either on two in two ways. Either one is because you know me, or two, you don't want to know me. <laughs> oh man, it's it's a great pleasure to uh, talk to you today. Uh, to our listening audience, uh, giving you full transparency, uh, Charles Jenkins is one of my best friends on the planet. Uh, so it is a real pleasure to uh, invite him and you into the Waymaker podcast. So welcome. Hey, man, you're one of my favorite people breathing. And I think what's beautiful about it is when you got friends who you can learn from and grow because of. And so, hey, you are a Waymaker. And and I was thinking about that word waymaker, and I was reminded again that a waymaker is somebody who makes a way for other people, creates paths, creates opportunities, opens doors, runs interference. And so I'm telling you about your name. You 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 can tell me about it, but I I just want to show that love, honor, and respect as I'm inspired by your life to work even harder to be a more effective waymaker for as many people as I can possibly be. Well, in our opening podcast, uh, Charles, I did tell the people that I got the word waymaker and the title of our umbrella brand waymaker from your beautiful wife, Dr. Tara uh, Jenkins. Uh, and I told them about her sermon she was giving about Jeopardy. Uh, So the people already have heard uh, that Waymaker came from her. So I give you all credit and tell Dr. Tara, I said, thank you. At least, listen, she's got so many thank yous. And in her voice, that that Jackson, Tennessee, squealing. She's (laughs) grateful to you and grateful for you. You know I am, too. So... uh, we want to talk about Waymaker, but we want to talk about several things that um, you're doing currently right now. So the, the mission of Waymaker is to motivate, educate, and inspire people to live their best lives to change and improve their families, their community, and the country. 
So you've been gone from fellowship now a little over uh, a year now. So tell us what you have been doing as a waymaker throughout the last 12, 13 months. You know, um, that that question is that's a rocket science question. Um, After serving at fellowship for 23 years, you know, the goal initially was for me to take a year off, which you know better than I know that, you know, when you are used to running full steam, full stream, you know, it's difficult to come to a screeching halt and being engaged civically, economically, community, politically, and just kind of serving all over the place. I tried to take some time off and rest. And I think for workaholics, rest is a bad word. Um, when in actuality, um, similar to a moment when my iPhone was glitching, when I took it in to ask them what was wrong with it, they went in and saw that the battery was warped and they said, we could tell your iPhone is glitching significantly because you never turn it off. And so, you know, for me, it was a moment to 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 try to turn me off, shut me down so I could, um, I would say, reset, restart and ultimately reinvent. But that all had to begin with some degree of rest. And so, you know, for the last 13 months, it's been a combination of doing nothing and doing a whole lot at the same time. And so I've been really um, both resting, enjoying family. We've been stuck in a pandemic. And so with such a crazy schedule, you know, it's been really good to become the cafeteria man in my house for my kids, whether in online school, cooking breakfast, lunch and dinner, movie time, game night, and just kind of really reintegrating myself uh, at a whole new level, I would say, with engaging my family. So I've been doing a lot of that. And you know, my family's always in everything I'm doing, whatever I'm doing. But I think that, you know, when your schedule is is so crazy and you're serving and helping everybody, sometimes the more you want to do is the more you can't do for the people who are closest to you. And so the pandemic has really allowed me to do that. Um, I uh, became a partner in a, a all-natural juice that supports healthy blood pressure. It's called 120 Life. It's helping scores of people across the country. And so I'm really excited to be able to help fight and tackle uh, issue in the African-American community um, that, that's the leading cause for heart disease, stroke, and other illnesses and sicknesses. And this juice has five ingredients that have all been scientifically, individually proven to reduce high blood pressure. So all five of these ingredients are in one bottle. So I always want to be a part of game-changing things that can change people's lives. And so that's been happening these last 13 months. Uh, I opened a design studio in Paris, France for uh, a luxury fashion line called Positive Air and uh, welcomed a partner uh, who has been projected to be the top designer of her generation. She's 22 years old. Uh, Deborah Kokenyak Moreles uh, from Brazil, a graduate of Parsons, top fashion school in the world. And so that's in development. We will launch that in the fall of, of 2021. And that's exciting. And 
I wrote a book and, and I know we're going to talk about that. So I, I've been trying to, to really reimagine myself and reimagine my life um, not leading a place that I've given leadership for 23 years. And you know that when you become a part of a place for so long, it and its responsibilities become a part of you. And so it took me some time also emotionally and psychologically to reset and reboot because when you're in a cycle of, you know, staff meetings, emails, phone calls, reacting and responding and creating and visioneering and idea making and, you know, I've had to figure out how to unplug. So, 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 so what do you miss the most? Because you got to miss something. And you better say you, you do miss something because our feelings will be hurt if, if, if you don't say that. Well, so what do you miss the most? I, I, I miss the people the most. I miss the people the most. And even though most people don't know what a pastor is or what a pastor does, um, people think you preach on Sunday and you chill all week and wait to preach again. Um, but while it is... Um, spiritually feeding people, sharing the word of God, while it's uh, helping guiding people's lives spiritually, um, emotionally, psychologically, and physically in many instances, professionally, personally. Um, churches are, are religious nonprofit organizations that have to be registered with their state. It's articles of incorporations, uh, incorporation. The nonprofit sector is the third largest business sector in the United States of America. And so it's management at every level. Um, staff management, administrative management, property management, fiscal management, conflict resolution management, curriculum management. If you're involved in community, um, it's socioeconomic um, management. It's, it's all kinds of stuff. But for me, more than anything, I miss the people and I miss um, being integrated into people's lives um, to help um, get them to wherever they're trying to go or get them through whatever they're trying to get through. Uh, I miss that a great deal. And that is the, in the black community, you know, the pastor, we, 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 we become a family member as, as the Correct. people become your family member. And so that is probably the, the, the biggest thing that I miss. And I'm also, I miss also, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, you know, I've been a part of a lot of really big projects, helping some big things happen in Chicago in particular. So I'm, I'm actually starting to miss uh, that aspect of helping the, to get in the middle of it all and help move the needle or, you know, bring. Well, well we got a few things here you, you can help with, you know, like the teachers union and the, and the mayor, if you want to get into that. <laughs> We, we got a little bit of crime that you could get into and help, you know, crime resolution. So if you miss some of those things, just call me. I, I, I can interject you in the center of it. I'm, I'm sure they would love your help. You so know, let, let's get right into this, man. I'm tired. <laughs> so does that mean you'll do it for free? Listen, I did it for free before. I'll do it again for free. <laughs> Let's jump right into this this book you got coming out called Seasons, How to Succeed During Times of Transitions. 
First of all, why book and why now? So it, it, is, it is probably the most exciting thing I've ever released in my life. I've ever shared. Uh, I'm one of those people, you know, it's, it's not about selling a product. It's about offering a resource, help, support, assistance, something that can add, aid, advance. And, you know, when I announced that I was uh, retiring from fellowship after 23 years of being on the team, um, my phone rung off the hook. I trended on all social media platforms for two days straight. I got phone calls from you name it our best business leaders, uh, civil rights leaders, community leaders, and then just people I know and love, faith leaders. And everybody wanted to know, why are you leaving? Things are solid, strong, successful, stable, whatever you want to call it. And my answer was simply my season is up. Nobody accepted that answer. Uh, it was refuted, rebutted. No, it's not. You, you're in your early 40s. It's impossible. And my answer was, my season is up. Um, there's nothing wrong. There are no challenges. Uh, there are always challenges, but I mean, there are no problems that would cause me to leave or there are no issues or no situations. I just feel like God placed it on my heart. My time was up. And everybody's answer was, what do you mean? And what was placed on my heart, there's this beautiful passage in Psalm 1-3 that says, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit results in each season. And the concept around that that captivated me is there's this notion um, that if things are going wrong, it's not your season. Or if things are going right, that can be the only time it's your season. That's one concept. The other concept is, is that our lives are framed in fashion in one big season. This passage in scripture seems to teach us that all of our lives are framed in scenes and segments of time. And within those scenes and segments of time, like a script, our lives are one big movie, but there's scenes and acts that might not necessarily look the same. Some people may overlap, some things may overlap, but our lives are broken up in scenes and segments of time. It's critical to know what season you're, of life you're in because seasons begin and they end. There's another beautiful passion, passage that says, the vision is for an appointed time in Habakkuk 2, which means there are visions, there are assignments, there are responsibilities, there are even relationships that are like a window. They open and they close, they begin and they end. And so as I shared these ideas, many leading leaders, you know, they looked at me like I invented something. And as I went further to describe in each season of our lives, it's critical for us to know, number one, what season we're in. Number two, do we have the proper mindset and proper tools to make sure we maximize that season? Number three, there are things that are critical to be able to, to function at a high level for each season, whether it's a good time or a tough time. Do you know how to hear from God? Um, because God, uh, among no one else, knows all about us, knows why he created us, 
and knows what we should be doing for each season. And so, number one, you got to know how to hear from God. Number two, you got to know how to identify, recognize the red lights, green lights, and yellow lights in your life. So you know what you are doing and you know what you aren't doing. Jim Collins says, uh, a business uh, leadership guru says, all of us, we need a to-do list, but we also need a stop doing list. And so it's critical to be able to recognize those red lights, green lights, yellow lights. Number three, discovering your purpose. How do you know what your purpose is? Purpose speaking to uh, the thing you're supposed to be doing. And sometimes it's many things. Sometimes it's a few things. Sometimes it's one thing. Um, And so in this book, what I do is is I kind of go through helping people embrace the concept of seasons, uh, understand what season you're in. I, I go through a list of many different kinds of seasons, because if you don't know what season you're in, there's no way you can maximize it. Um, And then I kind of help kind of guide people on this journey of, you know, how you navigate seasons of change and transition, how you discover, you know, your calling or your purpose. How do you hear from God? How do you solidify signs, symbols or confirmations so you know what you're doing and tons of other things? And I'm most excited about it because these are questions that everybody has every single day. And uh, I want people to work it through. So with seasons comes this word change. So yeah. when we go from fall to winter and from winter to spring and from spring to summer, it's change. Yeah. Do you talk about how to get through change? So we're, we're in a change, I guess you could say season right now with COVID-19. And so do, do, do you help people get through change because change is difficult change is right change or bad change you you are absolutely right um there are scientific studies that so show some of the most stressful times in a person's life is not necessarily a moment of bad transition but good transition a new job a new baby a new spouse uh, a, a new a new opportunity um and so to your point I have a whole chapter dedicated to change in the form of transitions, because sometimes we are in a season of transition, but there are other times when everything around us is transition. And one of the things I talk about connected to that, another chapter that's dedicated to reinvention, what it means to be a transformer. When I was growing up, uh, there was a, a cartoon series called The Transformers, and we have later seen that developed in, in, into movies. And it is, for any one of us, incumbent upon us to have the ability to turn into something else, often on a dime. And I think the people who will be successful in the current cultural climate will be people who have the ability to turn into something else because quite often there are moments, circumstances, situations, and even opportunities that call for us to be something. Sometimes we don't even know we have the capacity to become. And sometimes our ordinary mind has to play catch up to our extraordinary opportunity or extraordinary moment or very complex moment. And I kind of help the reader work through those real realities that call for us to not just embrace change, but to become 
what a moment of change calls for us to become. Now, you, you, you use this analogy, uh, green light, green light, yellow light, red light. Do those things come in that order? Like when we pull up to a light in our cars in real life, do we see green and we decide whether we keep going or we should keep going? And then when we see yellow, what should we do? And then we see red, we know that means stop. But do they come in that order or do sometimes it's just red? You pull up to a red light. Yeah. Then it goes green or does it go yellow? Does it follow that order or do they pop up throughout our lives in no particular order? That's brilliant as you work it through. Um, So a couple things I do in the book and I'm also going to do classes uh, as a companion resource to the book to help people work through what uh, scenarios that you just described. So let's establish green means go, red means stop, yellow generally means slow down. Sometimes it means speed up, but at all costs, it means caution. So um, you are absolutely right. The lights vary depending on what we're supposed to know or what we're supposed to do. The lights are not congruent in the sense that you describe green light, red, yellow light, red light. Um, they could really happen in any different order, at any different time for reasons that sometimes we won't know until later down the road. When I began to consider whether or not I was going to retire from fellowship, it didn't happen with a red light, stop. It actually happened with a yellow light, a combination of slow down, um, contemplation, um, rethink, be prayerful, be thoughtful, spend time consulting your personal board of directors, you being one of them, Brian Carter, Craig Oliver, kick the tires. As I began to feel a measure of discomfort, not with the people, um, not with the responsibilities, but a question of do I fit? Have I done everything I'm supposed to do in this role? Am I supposed to do something else? Am I supposed to do some of this in a different way? Um, asking questions, am I tired? Am I burnt out? Or is my season up? I, I, I ask myself hard questions and you're one of the people who ask me hard questions. Um, and so working through what it means to consider, uh, even in a busy pace, finding time to kick the tires on your life and make sure you're on point. You're in time, you're in season, in step. Um, and, and I'll go to the other extreme and say, even when seeing a red light, does that red light mean stop and rest or close this chapter? And so considering all of the nuances, uh, the, the, as I said, with the yellow light, the front end was contemplation and slow down. The other end was speed up. You're coming to a hard red light. You need to cross this line and keep going. It's some things you need to get done before you have a hard stop. And then when there are green lights, sometimes 
we are sitting still. And I talk about this in the book. There are those people that are sitting at the light. It's green, but they miss the fact that it's green because their head is down. And so some people are missing opportunities that they do have because their head is down for one reason or another. So I wrote a book and I learned something about myself. In writing this book, did you learn anything about yourself or did it confirm some of the things that you already thought you knew? So your book is amazing, by the way. Dirty Little Secrets. We all should have it. I got mine. You get yours. Um, I'm going to tell you what's interesting about my experience with writing this book. I, I learned that I was crazier than I thought I was. When I look back, and I don't know, I, I don't know if you've ever done this. You ever look back and say and and say, I did that, or I came through that, or I managed that. That was crazy. And I was crazy. All the time. <laughs> um I I um I felt like when I wrote the book, I looked back and it was like watching a movie I didn't even know I was a part of. And and I think that, you know, I learned so many different things. Uh, you know, I felt like I was watching a Tarzan movie as I swung through trees and, and um, but among so many things that I learned, I did learn again how much I do need people to help me make sense and how much I work very hard to, to ask people for their help and assistance in giving insight. I learned that all over again, because throughout the book, I kind of point to the power of people as I look to people, you know, friends, mentors, my wife, and others to be able to guide me and help me make sense so I wouldn't be living a vacuum or a silo. So now, uh, I'm going to do one of your numbers now. Uh, wait for this. Wait for this. All right. <laughs> when I look back, you know what gets confirmed? What? God is good. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> to your point, I don't know why I did that. Yeah. And how I got through that. Yeah. So it had to be him. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the consistent message when I look back. So I want you to sort of get into your pastor mode for a second here. Yeah. Because we need you to be a way maker for some people who are going through something right now. Yeah. So when we look at 2020. Yeah. And that a lot of its woes are rolling into 21. Yeah. Over 400,000 Americans dead. Yeah. Uh, most of the country still in a shelter-in mode. Yeah. Uh, people are stressed every time they go out, whether it's to the grocery store or wherever. Yeah. What advice as Pastor Charles Jenkins yeah, yeah. would you give people right now how to not just go through it, but to come through it on the other side, what advice would you give people? Yeah, so so a, a couple things. So I think 
number one, my first piece of advice is, is you got to read, you got to rethink everything. You got to rethink everything because if you're locked into, if you have a mindset that is crystallized into what was, you will be dysfunctional because of what is. So I think first we got to throw out everything that we have considered to be how things go, how things flow, how things are done, how. So the normal. The norm. The, the, norm, the norm has to be reimagined. Our, our norm has been obliterated by a pandemic, a multiple pandemics, actually. Um, and, and so as we talk even about seasons, we're in a different cultural season altogether. I think society, societally, there's always been racism. It is just being more noticed. But um, those of us who were born in the 70s and beyond have been literally introduced to the 60s and the 50s in different kinds of ways. Um, and then with the pandemic, you know, opportunities are different. Um, the, the job market for many people is different. Um, how you get your grocery, the risk that you take when you walk into a grocery store. Um, so many things are different. And so I think first you got to rethink. Number two, um, as you rethink, one of the reasons why the how to hear from God idea is so important is you need premium advice on how to proceed forward. And so you got to rethink, but you got to reevaluate how, how, for some people, how do I make ends meet? Because um, for some people, the job you had is not the job you're going to have. The income streams that you once had, that money might have moved someplace else. And so for some people, you got to recon reconsider skill sets, gift mix. Um, for some people, you got to relearn. For some people, it's a brand new educational path you got to take to prepare yourself for possibly a role you never even thought about you were going to have. Um, family, um, how you communicate with people. Uh, for some people, they're in households that, that, that uh, they don't like that much. And so how, how peace is cultivated? How, how are you, how do you lift yourself up, move yourself forward? I just think there are a myriad of different things that center around rethinking, reorganizing, retooling, recreating, reinventing. I think it's a whole rethink. You got to relook at everything and move with a different mindset, a different mentality and a whole different approach. Thank you for that. So we've talked about seasons, uh, how to grow and succeed during uh, times of transition. Now, I would be remiss and our audience would be upset at me if we didn't talk about music. <laughs> so you got to tell us what you're doing with music. So, um... I, uh, I'm, I'm so humbled, um, on so many levels. Um, 
And I gotta say this, I'm, I've, I've, uh, I've crossed over 300 million streams worldwide. And I say that to your earlier statement, um, the reoccurring theme across my life is that God continues to move me forward, despite every obstacle, despite every challenge and things that I could never imagine. And, and you know, I've had thoughts about whether or not you know, and this is going to blow you away because we ain't even talked about this. Uh, but I have thoughts about whether or not I'm going to keep doing music um, and, and whether or not I'm done with that and on to the fashion thing. And, you know, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to keep doing it. I, I got a brand new album. Um, it's called Praise Party. And uh, the theme of this album is encouragement. The whole album is just to lift people up, uh, encourage people's hearts, bring a smile to your heart and to your face, get you uh, uh, dancing, bobbing your head, laughing, while you get messages that increase your faith, bring you hope, and uh, hopefully bring you a lot of joy. So that's coming um, in the spring of 2021. Uh, I did a remake of the classic 80s hit, uh, I never knew love like this before. Uh, the iconic Stephanie Mills is on it. Uh, it has taken me a year and a half to get that clearance for that song. And I was fortunate to get the blessing of the original uh, writer, Mr. Reggie Lucas and uh, Mr. M. Tume, uh, the original producer. I had to get their blessings. And so that's really exciting. And uh, I did a couple other remakes. I, I didn't need to do remakes, but I wanted to give a tribute to some of our best music and 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 create some content and some messaging that would get in people's soul and bring them up and bring them forward. And so uh, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. But I'm coming 20 spring of 2021. Uh, I just got my 13th number one all together. And so when I look at stuff like that. You know, it's impossible, but it's the kind of stuff that God does with you, around you, and for you. And so the music is still here. That's great. So I am creating a Waymaker community. And what I mean by that, I'm asking people to search their mind for who were the Waymakers in their life. So before I let you go, I got to ask. Who were some of the waymakers in Charles Jenkins' life? Because we have to give them credit. You know, um, if I was wearing a sweatshirt with all of the names, I couldn't fit them on there. Oh, wow. uh, I say to people when I move, I move with a crowd because it's because of them I am. And so the short list, it would start um, with my father, uh, who passed away when I was uh, 10. Uh I learned hard work from him in those first 10 years of my life. Um, and he took me with him, started about five years old. He had a landscaping company and a construction company. Every Saturday, he would take me with him um, on the landscaping jobs. My mother would be right next to him. Um, she has taught me everything I know right. Um, and it's still fussing right now, today. Um, and so them, my grandmother, 
um, was a way maker for me on so many levels. Uh, we would get dropped off at her house all the time. And the way she treated people, thoughtfulness, um, visiting. The, my mother and my grandmother, mainly my mother, but my grandmother also, they trained me to become a pastor. Uh, we would visit the sick, um, take plates to seniors' houses, take seniors to dinner who couldn't afford to go out, uh, pay people's bills. I watched my mother do that. Um, we would go to the funeral home randomly and walk in and be rubbing people's backs. We didn't even know. They would turn around and look at us and who are y'all? We would look back at them. We don't know y'all either, but my mama got us in here comforting people. And so them, and then um, Reverend Clay Evans, who um, was more like a father to me than he was a pastor. Um, the beautiful thing about him was he gave me not just the pretty advice, but he gave me the good, the bad, the ugly, his stories, failures, successes. Uh, and then people like uh, Craig Oliver, um, uh, Lewis Carr, and 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 I say y'all's names um, in front of your face because I talk about you behind your back. Uh, the wisdom, the the advice, the tough advice the direction, the encouragement, the insight. Uh, and, and I would be, I, I gotta say my wife, I'm married to Wonder Woman who um, has, has been so influential. All of these people, as you say, who have been the way makers are the people who don't just walk with us, but they are behind us, they push us, or they get in front of us and they block for us or even prepare and pave the way so our path can be better or smoother. And so, man, I can keep calling names, but I'm honored that you will be on, on my Waymaker list. In the words of the Golden Girls, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Final question, Charles, yeah. is encourage people and only the way you can do that to be Waymakers for others. That's the fight. That's how we're going to leave today. You know, I, I think three things. When you know a way has been made for you, when you think about it, it is it inspires you to make a way for, the, for somebody else. Number one. Number two, when you understand everything that's been put in you isn't just for you, but it's for somebody else. And to know that life is not just about making a living, but it's about giving life. You know, that inspires you to be a way maker. But number three, legacy is what lives when you leave. But the only way you can have something uh, when you leave is to live while you're alive. And living is maximized when it includes giving. And that's not just money. That's your time. That's your talent. That's your energy. That's your insight. That's your advice. That's your influence. That's your relationships. And so I, as I think about the whole concept of seasons as I close is none of us wants to watch a full movie with empty scenes. You got to make sure you fill up each scene until it overflows. And if your life could be a movie that you could watch back, what would that movie, what would you want that movie to look like? You have the opportunity to be the director and the producer of your own movie in real time. Be a way maker.
And there we have it. Uh, thank you for this. You know I can bring it out to you, all right? <laughs> you can bring it out of everybody. You're the media. <laughs> so I, I know I didn't get you motivated. You're probably going to run to some church right now, all right? Just, just go make sure you got a mask on when you're running there. Okay? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna put on a mask on Instagram and go live right now. I'm finna go live. Put go on live. A just, just pick up the good book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. man, this has been great. Uh, thank you so much uh, for the book. Thank you so much for being a waymaker for so many people. Uh, don't give up that music. Don't do that. I don't know. I told I told Lecrae the same thing. I said, "Don't do it. We 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 need it from brothers like you." And finally, we waiting on the master class. Uh-huh. Waiting on the master class. So thank you, Charles. Appreciate it. And this has been the Waymaker Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this conversation between Lewis Carr and Charles Jenkins. What did you enjoy about this episode? Let us know on our social media at Waymaker Culture. Make sure to order your copy of Charles' latest book, Seasons, How to Grow and Succeed During Times of Transition, releasing February 16th, 2021 at charlesjenkins.com. And don't forget to claim your first six months of the Waymaker Journal, free at waymakerjournal.com. Subscribe to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast to get notifications each time we release an episode.